Hey guys, what's up? It's Faith from faithmariah.com. Welcome back to another episode of my Blogging Breakthroughs podcast. This episode was originally a Q&A that I recorded in my Blogging Breakthroughs Facebook group. I hope you enjoy it. If you have questions for me, please come join the Facebook group. I would love to have you in there. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help answer any questions that you have. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey guys. Hey, what's up? Hi, I miss you guys. I hope everyone is doing well. I thought I might come on here and just do like a quick, I don't know, chit chat, whatever. Those of you that follow my stuff know that I am going through a really hard time right now, to be honest with you. Um, I don't even know how to talk about this, but I'm going, my, one of my best friends was murdered five years ago and we're going through the trial right now. And so that's why I haven't been around. And it's hard to like say that <laughs> like to people because it's so horrible, but that is the truth of what's happening. So, you know, it is what it is. But to be honest with you guys, it's really made me really realize how lucky I am with my life. And I remember when I was starting and I wasn't making any money, I would always wonder, is this going to be worth it? Is this investment going to be worth it? Is investing all this time going to be worth it? Like, is it all going to pay off? And I know I've talked about this before, but I'm so thankful for the life I have now. And I'm so thankful, you know, for something like this at a time like this. It's like I can go be with my family if I want. I can go down there for the trial if I want. I can take a day off if I want. You know, today I just took the afternoon off and just walked the dog because I just like couldn't, you know, didn't feel like working. And having a job that gives you that kind of flexibility, it means so much to me, right? Because before this, I was working a nine to five job and there's just times in your life where I mean it just means a lot like that you're able to be there for your family or you're able to you know take care of someone that's sick or do whatever you need to do and you don't have to ask anyone you don't have to worry about your job or anything like that and it's an amazing blessing and so I just want to like I don't know I just want to speak to that and just let you guys know because I know a lot of you are just starting out and like maybe wondering is this going to be worth it like is all of this worth it because it is a lot of work right it's a lot of work to get a blog off the ground and to make income from it but i just want to give you the idea that yeah it is totally worth it like having the, the flexibility and the freedom you know like i said to be there for my family or to be able to be with the people i love during tragedy or hard times or just to be able to take an afternoon off like that kind of stuff is so valuable to me it's so worth it and i just want to i don't know speak to that and let you guys know you know that you can have it too like there's nothing special about me i'm gonna answer um tony dropped a couple questions and thank you guys for all your your prayers and your messages i really appreciate that let's see so the first part i wanted to speak to she says i'm not a trained therapist i have years of experience blah 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 can I speak to mental health issues? This is strange to me. This is such a thing like in the mental health community, like people always ask me, they're like, aren't you afraid of being sued? And like, it's like, you can talk about mental health like and not be a licensed therapist. I don't ever, I mean, if I were misrepresenting myself as a therapist or giving people therapy, like that would be very unethical. But you have to think about it like, I always explain it like this. It's like, if I had, and please don't be offended if you have diabetes, but if I had diabetes and I was living with diabetes and I wrote a blog to share my experiences of managing diabetes and what I do and tips and tricks and things that have helped me, like there's no ethical problem with that, right? And so why would mental health be any different? Like why would making resources for mental health be 
unethical. The only problem with it is if you're misrepresenting yourself and you'll see on my site, like literally on every email, it says like the first thing my email says is I am not a licensed therapist and I want to be very transparent with people because I'm not and I don't represent myself that way. I don't want anyone to ever think that. So as long as you're transparent about your, you know, your qualifications and what you do and you're truthful, then there's no problem with it. And the more resources we have, the better, right? The more resources that are available for people, the better off they'll be, especially for mental health. Like, you know, there, there's really serious issues, you know, in that field that need to be talked about way more than they're being talked about. And they need to be talked about publicly. And this idea that you have to be an expert to speak on things about mental health is really, I think it's actually really harmful. Like I know it's, people are trying to like protect and make sure people don't get taken advantage of, but it prevents people from speaking about their experiences. It prevents people from feeling unqualified to speak about mental health. Like, you know, and it prevents the information from getting out is what I'm saying. So I think you should definitely do it. Put a disclaimer, don't misrepresent yourself, but I mean, I'm sure you're truthful and honest and there's no, there's absolutely no ethical issue with having a mental health blog any more than blogging about any other subject. Um, so, okay. This second part is really long. I'm going to try and like kind of condense it down. So she wants to write, who did you say you want to write? Mental health and sensitive empathetic youth. I think my biggest challenge with this population is that I doubt they're going to be reading a blog. I want to do things to teach them energy techniques, tips to remain present, how to manage anxiety, mind body tools that can help them. She's asking how to get her message in front of her people because she's like, you know, are teenagers like going to be re like Googling like energy, like help stuff like, you know, probably not. But there's a couple things about this and we can all like relate to this, right? Because we're all trying to get our content in front of our people. And the first thing I'm going to tell you is the thing I tell you all the time, which is like, I think you should make more content. The more content you make, the better you're going to get at figuring out what people need from you and how to get it in front of people. So first of all, crank out a ton of content, make a bunch of articles. And just by going through that process, you'll inherently start to figure out what people are searching for, what people are looking for, what people are gravitating for, you know, you'll know what's popular and what it's not always what you think it's going to be. Like I've been very surprised of what my blog, you know, what's popular on my blog and what's not. But the only way I can figure that out is to kind of get my bulk of content out there and start kind of floating it around the internet and see what feedback people give me, right? So start making a lot of content and then look at the feedback. What are people asking about? What are people asking you questions about? That's a great way to find content. The stuff people ask you questions about all the time, like those, once you get content out and you're on the internet, you'll just get the same questions over and over again. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, I need to make content about that, right? People need help with that. So, you know, look at the feedback you're getting, what pages are popular, you know, what's doing well on Pinterest. You could kind of like Google search and see kind of what else is out there. And then as far as what people are searching for, I totally agree with you. Like people aren't always searching for like the topic you think you're writing about. So like one of my articles is about like cleaning your house and it ranks in Google and I get traffic from it, right? But the article isn't really about cleaning your house. The article is about depression. And because a lot of people that are depressed have a hard time cleaning their house, right? But they're not necessarily sitting there Googling like depression tips, like living with depression. You know, people aren't always Googling that. They're Googling like, how do I get out of bed? Like, you know, how to have a morning routine when you can't get out of bed, you know, stuff like that. And so, you know, I, 
you can do stuff like that where you think about what would someone be searching for? What would someone that needs this content and this information, what would they be struggling with and what would they be searching for? And then yeah, you can target parents and, and educators too if you want, you know, and I think the big thing is just getting it in front of as many people as you can. So you can target the youth, you can target people that work with youth. I think you can do both things. I think, you know, a lot of it is gonna be really similar. But those are my thoughts. I would just kind of spend some time kind of brainstorming. You know, once you kind of know your message and what you're talking about, you need to know like what problems do you help people with? Like what pain points do you fix? Like, you know, what struggle are you gonna walk people through? And then put yourself in their place. Like what are they gonna be Googling, right? Like my people might not be Googling like living with anxiety tips, but they might be Googling stuff like, you know, how to not be anxious on an airplane <laughs> like you know stuff like that or like i said with the depression like cleaning your house like stuff like that and just see if you can kind of think of any stuff like that that people might be googling and then google it spend some time like messing with google when you do a google search at the bottom of the search there'll be a bunch of suggested searches and that is often a very good source of information of what people are because that's what people are googling right so you can put in a search like you know, if you did like, like I'm on Google. So if I like put in like empathetic, I don't know, it's sensitive. It'll like pop up a bunch of stuff, but then you can see, first of all, what's ranking when you Google that and then look at the bottom and you, it'll give you like a bunch of suggested searches. So that's a good way to kind of like get information, right? It's kind of just spend some time hanging out on Google and think to yourself, like, what would someone be Googling? And then kind of click through the links and kind of Google some other things and see if you can come up with some ideas that way. And then I use this plugin called Keywords Everywhere. It used to be free, it's paid now, but I think I pay for it, like, I think it's worth it. But basically Keywords Everywhere shows you the search volume of any search you do. So whenever you Google something, it'll tell you, it has like a little, number below it and it'll tell you how many people have searched for that keyword in the last month and that way you're not targeting keywords that no one is searching for right a lot of times like i'll find some keyword and i'll be like people are gonna love this and then i'll put it in google and i'll be like oh actually no one is like no one has searched this keyword in the last 30 days so i need to you know kind of go back to the drawing board and and just kind of rethink my idea a little bit but i think don't get too hung up on this and this is like this is the thing with this stuff is like, don't start thinking about like all these little details and let that slow you down. The biggest thing is momentum. The biggest thing is moving forward and making progress. And if thinking about these little details is hanging you up, just like table the conversation and just be like, actually, I'm just gonna write 20 blog posts and kind of see, reevaluate, right? Don't let things hang you up and slow you down, right? I think it's like good to be thoughtful but you guys know like my kind of philosophy with blogging is a lot different than a lot of people, but it really is like volume. Like you need to create a lot of content. You wanna be a content creator, you wanna be a professional blogger, you need to blog a lot, you need to write a lot of blog posts, right? Like, you know, I read the other day, it takes like, you know, I don't know, like thousands of hours to become an expert at something. If you wanna be a professional blogger as your full-time job, you need to write 100 blog posts, 200 blog posts, 300 blog posts. Like you need to write a lot of content. And in the beginning, it's so easy to get hung up on these little details. Like I remember getting hung up on like, 
what are my brand colors? Like I got to figure out my logo. I paid someone to like design a logo before I started writing blog posts. And it's like, that stuff just doesn't matter. Like you've got to be writing a lot of content and if thinking about how are people going to find it? And like, what is it, you know, blah, 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 all these things, if that is slowing you down and it's keeping you from making content in my mind, anything that is keeping you from making content, it's slowing you down, right? And and it's not helpful in my mind. Like this is how I kind of think about things. Like, you know, and you guys know my strategy has always been volume. I run a volume-based business. I have to because I sell low-end products. I sell, the things that I sell are between 10 and $30. And to make a living doing that, you have to sell a lot of things, right? I have run a volume-based business and to do that, you know, my strategy has always been a lot of traffic, a lot of blog posts, a lot of people, and that might not be your business model. So I'm not saying like, you know, this is right for everyone. I'm just sharing with you guys what has worked for me. And for me, not letting myself get hung up on these stupid little like concern, not that your question is stupid, but you know what I mean? Like not letting yourself get so in your head that it slows your content down. It's fine, just be thoughtful and think about these things as long as you are still producing content, right? The name of the game is making content. <laughs> your job, if you want to be a blogger, your job is to write blog posts, right? That is the number one job. All of these other things and skills you need, like you do need a lot of skills and I know there's a lot to learn, but the number one job will always be writing and creating content. So you've got to be focusing on that, right? And not let yourself get hung up on learn. I mean, the other skills will come, right? And you do need, you need to learn Pinterest. You need to learn SEO. You need, you know, you do need to like have a traffic strategy and like figure all that stuff out, but that stuff comes with time and you have to figure out how to do that while you're making content, right? You've got to be, especially in the beginning, once you kind of get traffic, there's kind of like a little hump you get over where you have traffic and like, like my business can sustain itself. I can, you know, not really put that much content out and focus on products or other things. And I know that I have this other piece working, but if you don't have the traffic piece working, like your business will will not grow, right? That's like the name of the game. And so you've got to kind of get a bulk of content and it before you get over that hump, you need to just be cranking out posts as many as you like possibly, possibly can like crank out posts. So I think it's like good to be thoughtful, like I said, and I think this is a great question. Like, you know, I was really excited to speak to this because I think a lot of people can, you know, relate to this. We all want like our content in front of people, but I want to just remind you guys too that you've got to be creating a lot of content and don't let anything slow you down or hang you up, right? Because it's not helpful in the long run. But I hope this was at least like somewhat helpful. I needed this because I've been hearing everyone lately say content 20, promote 80. And I'm like, wait, I want people to come to my blog and be like, wow, there's so much good stuff. Yeah, Patricia, my strategy is a lot different than a lot of people. And I, you guys that hang out here, like kind of know, like, I don't say the same things I feel like that everyone says, but I would say that's totally backwards, like in my mind. Promoting on what, right? Facebook and Instagram, like I, you're never gonna get the bulk of your traffic from social media. You're not, like I get 100,000 page views a month on my blog. I'm not gonna get 100,000 page views off of Facebook anymore. It's just not gonna happen. Like unless you're running ads or something like that and like yeah it might be nice in the beginning it might feel really good to get 20 30 people maybe 100 people on there and you're like yeah i did it but that's not a sustainable strategy because that is going to go right back down and then you're right back there having to promote you know and maybe you can get 100 people to your site every time you promote 
but you have to do that every single time, right? And it's not evergreen traffic, whereas you want traffic coming from Pinterest and Google, like straight up, like that is where you will get the kind of numbers you need to make the kind of income I think that we all wanna make, right? To make full-time income. And so I don't subscribe to that. I think, I think learning Pinterest is really good. Like I always recommend people get traffic coming in from Pinterest, like learn how to do Pinterest, kind of get that skill set, and then start learning SEO. But I, I don't think promoting 80%, like my strategy has always been like volume, like make a lot of stuff. And it's still my strategy to like a large extent. Like, you know, if you look at just the volume of stuff that I put out every week, like, you know, on any given week, I'm putting out a podcast episode, several videos, several emails, several blog posts. Like, you know, I just make a lot of content. Like I said, cause I run a volume based business and I want to get traffic to my stuff. And I know that the best, the best way, if you guys want traffic to your stuff is to make a lot of content, like make more content and making more content solves a lot of problems. <laughs> like, like a lot of problems people have, you'll figure it out once you start making content because you have that momentum going forward. What screws people up is they lose the momentum and then they get stuck in their head and then they're like, you know, what is my logo gonna be? And what is my mission statement? And like, I remember spending like days like writing a mission statement when I was starting, right? That kind of stuff, it totally hangs you up. Like just leave that stuff and just make a lot of content and you'll get the momentum and you'll refine your message. You'll figure out what people wanna hear from you. You'll figure out what gets traction by making content. You don't figure that stuff out by thinking about it. Does that make sense? You figure this stuff out by doing and the doing in our business is making content. That to me is like the backbone of the business, especially like your first year. You know, like I said, like you kind of get over this hump and you can kind of afford to back off, right? But if you don't have, you know, 80,000 page views, 100,000 page views, like you need to be cranking content out. You need to be writing as many posts as you can. That is the job, right? That is always gonna be the job. And then you need to figure out, you're gonna have to learn other skills like as you go. But in my mind, you know, the job is always making content, right? So I know it's hard to balance everything, I'm okay, Tamara, I'm hanging in there. You know, I've had a, I said that in the beginning, but I've had a really bad week, like to be honest with you guys, like, you know, just, just bad, like bad, it's all bad. <laughs> like, you know, it is a really hard situation. It's a really hard thing to live through and it just is what it is, right? But I have a lot of support and I have a lot of people around me it's okay, like we can live through tragedy. Like it's hard, right? And it sucks and it, but it's okay to be sad and it's okay to like have these kind of experiences. It's part of, you know, the experience we're having here. But I'm, you guys know I'm transparent with you. And I just, that's how I chose to deal with this. I thought about like, you know, it's, it was a weird, like, you know, being public when stuff like this happens. Cause it's like, do I tell like people what I'm going through? Cause it's so horrible or, do I keep it private? Cause it feels like really personal, right? It's like, do I want like that stuff out on the internet? You know, and I just always, almost always choose transparency. That's what is comfortable for me. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not someone that can just come on here and be like, everything's so great. Like I'm having a great time. Like you guys know when I'm struggling and you guys know when I'm going through something. And that's just how I personally have like chose to navigate this situation. But this was the first time, this situation was the first time where I really stopped and was like, am I gonna tell the internet this? Like, am I gonna tell the internet that I have to go sit in a murder trial all week? Like, you know, it's so unimaginable and terrible that it, it really made me stop and think about, how, like, I knew I had to say something 
to my audience because they're used to hearing from me all the time, right? And I, I knew I wasn't going to have the ability to be writing posts and writing emails to them and doing podcasts for them and doing all this stuff for them. And so it's like, I had to say something to them, you know, and it was just like, how much do I want to disclose of this kind of time that I'm walking through, right? And it was kind of an interesting situation to navigate, but I just chose transparency. I'm just like, I have no interest in coming on here and acting like everything is great. And I have no interest in like writing email. Like I wrote an email to my mental health list the other night and I was just like, I am having a hard time like figuring out what to even write to you guys because I'm walking through such a hard season, you know, and I just talked about going through a tough season of life and I was very transparent with them. I'm not going to send them an email that's like, hey, like, you know, super uplifting and upbeat when I feel like crap. Like I'm just not able to do that. It's just not what my business is about. My business is largely based on transparency with my audience and being honest. And so, I mean, this definitely tested that because it was like something I don't want to talk about publicly, frankly, but I felt like I want to be transparent and I don't ever want to misrepresent myself. And I don't want to be someone on the internet that is putting forward like, oh, I figured it all out and I managed my depression and I have a blog now and life is so great. It's like, I never want to misrepresent myself and my experience and who I am and like what I'm going through, right? I want to... I, it's important to me, especially being on social media and having people watch what you're doing. Like I just, it's important to me that honesty factor. So anyway, to answer your question, <laughs> you know, I'm bad, but I'm okay. Right. I mean, that's like kind of what the situation is. It's like, it's bad and it's hard, but it's also like, okay. And like I said, I have a lot of support and like a lot of people around me and having this job and having is like the best, it's so good. And it made me so thankful you know, that I took the time to build this business because I can sit in court for a week if I want. I can go home. I can work. I can work from home if I want. I can, you know, go like my hometown is like where all this is happening. I can go to my hometown, you know, and work if I want and go to the trial for a couple hours or like, you know, I have so much flexibility in what I'm able to do because this business is so great. And I just want you guys to realize like what a blessing that really is because there's going to be times where where we all walk through tragedy, right? And you're going to want to be with your family or you're going to want to support someone or, you know, God forbid, like a family member is ill or, or unwell. And it's like, you know, it means so much to me that I'm just able to do what's best for me and what's best for my family. And I don't have to worry about the business. Like I know, you know, I have to work to an extent, but I can take at this point, I can take a week or two off and my revenue pretty much stays the same. And, you know, that is such a blessing in situations like this. So as you guys are building these businesses out, you know, have that vision because it really is a blessing to have that kind of freedom. Like, you know, there's challenges that come from working for yourself. But in situations like this, it really makes you realize like, wow, you know, like I don't have to use my vacation days to go down there and be in court. I don't have to ask a boss. I don't have to, you know, answer to anyone. I can work if I want to work you know, and come on here and chat or I can, you know, go silent or do whatever I need to do. But <laughs> my dog, I think I gotta let my dog out. Hold on. You need outside, buddy. Anyway, I just wanted to come on here and coming on here too is like helpful. It gives me some sense of normalcy. You know, it's so hard to like go through. I went through this, like, you know, going through this really ter like difficult situation and it's, 
it's I don't know it's just I'm just trying to have some kind of sense of like normalcy in life right and like just trying to do some regular things to get myself kind of I mean what do you do right it's like when you walk through a really hard time it's just kind of like after a while you're like what do I do like you know I put out the email and stuff that I wasn't going to be on the internet and I wasn't going to be speaking publicly and then I'm kind of like well what do I do if I'm not doing that like <laughs> you know that's my job and my passion and and my business and so being away from that you know it's not necessarily something I really want to do that much um let me see I think there's some more comments even harder to talk about. It's good to let people know what's going on. At least your audience knows they aren't alone when they're going through something hard too. Yeah, I always feel like it serves a greater good to be transparent and I don't know, I just, and because this is like, you know, it was a domestic violence relationship, like I feel called more and more to speak publicly about it. So I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what I do in the future. I might talk about it more, but I don't, I don't think so. Okay, and I don't know what podcast went up today, honestly, because my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful angel of an assistant <laughs> pulled the video and uploaded it, but Tamara said it's good, so <laughs> go listen to the podcast. I didn't even really realize one went out today because I have no idea what day of the week it is right now because I am so disoriented with all of this going on, but there is a podcast up, so go listen to it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know what, <laughs> that is awesome though. And that's, what's so awesome about having support, right? I'm, and that was what my email was about last night that I wrote my list it was like about letting myself be supported and letting myself receive help and letting myself ask for help. And part of this whole process for me has been paying people to help me. Right. And there was a time where it was just like, I would just always make myself do everything and I would just make myself take care of everything. But it's like, you know, like I, you know, asked my assistant for help. And I told her like, I am having a really hard time. Like I need help. Right. Can you work more hours? Can I, and like, you know, I pay her obviously, or I got my groceries delivered last night. Cause I was just like, I can't go to the grocery store. <laughs> like I can, like I could have made myself do it, but it's also like, I'm exhausted. You know, this whole thing has been so emotionally hard. And so it's been a really big lesson in letting myself be supported, which if you guys follow me, you know, like that's something I really struggle with. It's a huge, it's a huge downfall of mine is that I do everything myself in my business until probably like I hired my assistant, I think a month or two ago, I did literally every single thing in my business the entire time from my taxes to the graphics to everything. And it's to my detriment. It's not like to my favor, right? It's like I could be hiring that stuff out to people that are more talented and I can like spend time doing things that will actually grow the business instead of doing all these little tasks all the time. So this situation has really been humbling for me because it's like, you know, there's times where you just have to ask for help and you have to be humbled. And that's definitely, definitely has happened this week for me. Right. So I paid to get groceries delivered and it's like, yeah, just pay for help. Right. It's like, you know, just get the groceries delivered. Like, why am I going to make myself go through all that? you know, when I'm exhausted and, and beaten down and just being willing to take a time, like time off. I don't really have any like issues taking time off from my business. I didn't feel bad being away from it. You know, it just, it's what I love to do so much that being away from it feels weird. So it's like, I just kind of am like ready to be back, I think. And I kind of want to work. I'm planning on starting kind of working over the weekend because the trial won't be obviously happening like Saturday and Sunday. So you know, I, it's what I love to do. So like being away, like I made this whole big thing, like I'm not going to be on the internet and I'm not making any content. 
Um, and I don't have any guilt about that or feel bad about that, but it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is my life is this business, right? I don't have kids. I don't have like a family. So this is like, it is like my focus and passion and my life right now. It's like a huge, huge part of my life. So to kind of like take it out and just be like, I'm not going to be on Instagram. I'm not going to be on camera. I'm not going to make posts. I'm not going to do anything. You know, it's very like, I don't know. It's just like I said, it's like, I just want kind of a sense of normalcy in all of this. And I think. I'm really thankful that I have that and I feel that way about my business. But anyway, God, this was so long. <laughs> I hope this is helpful for you guys. Um, thank you guys for all of your support and I do appreciate all your prayers and please like continue, you know, just pray that this situation is resolved quickly and easily and just pray for her family because it's been really hard for all of us. So I really, really appreciate that. And hopefully it'll be wrapping up next week and then we'll kind of be able to get back to normal. So anyway, yo, I'm having a hard time, but I'm doing well. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm okay. So, okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. Let me know if you need anything because you guys know I love coming on here and do q and It's kind of a good distraction for me. So let me know if you have any struggles or you want help or you want me to talk about something. I'm happy to come on here and I'm happy to help you. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to talk to you very quickly about the Blogging Breakthroughs Mastermind. The Mastermind is an offer I created for you to get affordable business coaching. Business coaching changed my life, changed my business, and I really believe helped me get on the path to start making six figures online. The problem with business coaching is that it can be very, very expensive. So I created this offer for new bloggers to get business coaching from me at a crazy affordable price. You get a coaching call every single week. We get on Zoom. I can talk to you about any problems you have in your business, any questions you have with your business. So you'll never be stuck. You always have a resource. You always have me as a mentor to help you throughout the entire process of building your business. Besides the Zoom coaching calls, you also get a private Facebook Live every single week. I sit in the live and answer every single question from every single member of the mastermind. So you have two chances every single week to get mentored by me, get all of your questions answered. And honestly, I really think it is priceless. The doors are closed right now, but make sure you get on the wait list and we will notify you when it opens. I would love to have you inside. You can find the wait list and all the details at faithmariah.com. I hope you guys have a great day.